0: Welcome back to the podcast, I'm with Zach Faust, the most followed realtor on all of TikTok. Is that confirmed? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) You can fact check me on that. I think you are. 1.6 million? Come on. It's pretty high. It's pretty high. The numbers stayed pretty similar though for
1: a long period of time. You've plateaued. A little bit. I think it has a lot to do with where focus has been on content. Yeah. And also, there's just a lot more people making videos on TikTok than, yeah. hell, it's been like three years.
0: Number one followed uh, or visited website over Google in 2021. I don't know if you realize that, TikTok. Yes. Oh, a
1: thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. And most video content watched more so than YouTube, more more videos watched on TikTok as a whole, and the videos are shorter than two years worth of YouTube on some reports. Well, you're not just a TikToker. We'll,
0: We'll get into some of the marketing. A little bit later, I want to go into your background story, one of the most interesting background stories in real estate, military, mm-hmm. correctional officer, kind of bring everybody who is not familiar up with, it, with you up to speed on that. Thousand and we'll percent. dive in some real estate and some marketing stuff. So
1: it really just kind of goes with the brand that I I still kind of been making shit up as I go. Um, you know, when I was 16, I, I kind of had that moment in life where you're like, oh shit, I'm going to be an adult soon. And I looked up and I'd really made nothing for myself up until this point. Uh,
0: was Well, you were super- sixteen.
1: Yeah. You know. But I you know, I didn't have any friends, uh, didn't have any real connections anywhere. So both my parents were active duty military, retired, army and air force. And so I was like, well, uh, you know, I'll do the army thing. And so I joined so the- you signed at sixteen. Seventeen, actually.
0: They yeah. signed them young. Yeah. They come into the high school, right? They're recruiting.
1: The the fact that they let recruiters start talking to kids at like 15 and 14 years old. It's a little weird. It's a little much. Yeah with the commitment that's it. like, it's not like, hey, come come work at Target, it's great. <laughs> like that's different. <laughs> yeah. Like come work at Chick-fil-A, we'll give you more. Come take my real estate
0: agent scholarship. That's Realestateagentscholarship.com, t- by the All way.
1: All you need is a yeah. GED, yep, past 18, easy enough. But right. um, joined the military on a whim, didn't really know what, to, uh, what I was doing, just like, okay, they've done it, they're alive. So I have that. So went in, did six years, deployed, did the whole overseas thing, came back in, Switched over the reserve and realized I again, was in the same exact place. I hadn't built any type of career long anything, no skills that were going to get me paid that I could, you know, have a salary at a job that I actually enjoy doing and was trained at doing. So I just started going job to job. I installed surround sound systems. I worked uh, installing police lights and police sirens on police cars. And it sounds really cool. It wasn't. Um, mainly cause I don't like cars, not a big car guy. So no, me neither. it wasn't my thing. And then, um, I had another realtor bullying me into becoming a realtor as I was just finish, finishing up a year as a correctional officer. Mm. Um, and yeah.
0: And just a year in, in corrections. I you have was like going wild job. correction stories on TikTok.
1: Oh, because it's so dense with just... <laughs> every single day was just something whether you were there were days where i found a frisbee in someone's cell a frisbee it was a level five prison you're not allowed to have a frisbee how the fuck did you find a frisbee (laughs) and and brought it in with the food but here's my thing you're gonna sneak something in the prison right it's not gonna be how far can you throw it Why does that matter? Yeah. (laughs) Why would, but that, that was, it it could be a frisbee. There was one time a lady covered herself in her own feces and refused to come out of her cell. Enjoyable. Yeah. Completely naked, just head to toe. So, I mean, it was a, it 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 prepared me for real estate prison? No, no. I worked a female prison for about half the time. Yeah. Wow. So it prepared me for real estate because everyone in real estate is crazy. Yeah. So, but... and every day is different and <laughs> I never know what to expect. And sometimes it feels like there's a woman who's covered herself in her own feces and refuses to come out of herself. Every once in a while. Every once in a while you have a day that just feels well, like that. What the broke
0: agent uh, put the other day on Instagram, what's the worst part about being an agent? I don't follow him.
1: You're not following no. the broke
0: agent no. at all.
1: I wouldn't suggest it either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. No, hundred um, percent but that that's kind of the story uh, at a realtor who um very lovingly said look like you need to be a realtor you don't have the personality of a prison guard um yeah. you need the you yeah need you that. don't
0: seem to have that personality
1: you know i and that was the biggest thing that was actually my knock Because i loved just talking with the inmates like so i the, thought it was really interesting <laughs> this
0: agent convinced you come over yep. re- basically recruited you into the business yep 100%. which you're you're recruiting a ton of people now and helping people find their path yes. in, in real estate yes yes, yes. what was it did you have sales at all as a kid? Like, were you an entrepreneur in anything? Because all, all of these yeah. know, jobs that you had done before were not very entrepreneurial. So mm-hmm. what made you jump into a very sales entrepreneurial uh, job? Impatience,
1: I think, was one of the main things. I'd gone about seven, eight years of my adult life and hadn't really done anything with it. Um, and I saw an opportunity. The big thing I wanted my license for, though, is I wanted to learn more and I wanted to ultimately wholesale. That was actually what I really wanted to do when I got the license. Um, and I said That's no. That's interesting. And I said no to her twice. Uh, there, there, were. T- she said it two uh, two different times. One was at like randomly Target. One was at the actual uh, church we'd gone to. And I said no both times. And then she actually signed me up.
0: Did you end up doing any wholesaling?
1: A little bit. Yeah. Two deals. That was it. And, and I know you still can. Are you doing any
0: flips or just?
1: I'm actually closing on my first flip with, my, uh, with a friend of mine uh, here in February. Yeah. So that's going to be the first big investment property.
0: So you're going to start to flip in February, start renovating yes. it. Yep. You, just, you just got it under, under contract, cool. Yep. And so really, I've uh, been a realtor
1: now for five years, uh, actually to the day tomorrow uh, will be my five-year anniversary of being a real estate agent. And like a lot of people, it just came off of just like, okay, cool, I'm going to get a license, let's see what happens.
0: Well, five years ago, you've come, I mean, you've come a long way in five years. You've got your own <laughs> brokerage, Yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, so tell us about that. Why are you uh, going... Or why do you have the brokerage and how's the team work? You have a team. So what's the whole setup there?
1: The brokerage was a move because we were doing a lot of things and a lot of other people weren't down with. Um, You know, I I think it's very interesting. You say a lot's happened over five years. Let's look at the real estate uh, industry, especially the marketing side of the real estate industry in the last five years. Like Doing this wasn't something realtors did.
0: Do you realize 80,000? new agents in 2021. Oh my goodness. Yeah, 80,000. And all
1: being taught a new norm that we weren't taught, which is get in front of the camera, get on video. And that's another reason going back to the TikTok thing, there's just so many more creators. And going into the new year, I think that's going to be a growing trend of the flight to quality. Like if you look at the broke agent, Dan O'Neill, people like that who are in the room, they're putting out quality. Yeah, content. It's not just you know like me where I'll just throw the phone up and talk. That's cool and all, but taking time and effort and planning and having a distinct reason as to why you're making the content is something that I think
0: is going to be a. Well, you're putting the phone up. I mean, growing. everybody's got a little bit of a different style mm-hmm. to to how they're putting out content. Your style on TikTok's very different than Glenda's or somebody else who's really you know popped off on sure. TikTok. So, what did you lean into initially on TikTok that worked for you? Story time.
1: That was that was it. It was literally telling people about stories from the military. It was stories from my past. It was I played basketball. It was I suck at golf. It was hey, I'm a realtor just getting started. It was and you know I say getting started It was two and a half three years in at that point. But you know it was just telling people a little bit more about me. Almost backhanded that glass. Um, that would have been terrible. Uh, would have been a great blooper though. Yeah. Um, but it was. Just really doing that, I wasn't really good at anything else. I tried other things and just never popped off. I wasn't good at it. And that's kind of what I stuck with.
0: So, like, when I look at some of my content, I'm like, man, I really enjoy talking about like the news of the industry, for example, right? You talk about so many different things with your story time, all Mm. these different stories that you just laid out. Do you find that? like you're following it you have different segments of your oh, following yeah. like some people are there for oh, the yeah. co story some people are there for the real estate yeah. or have they crossed over What mm-hmm. what's your followers look like because you do do so much different content
1: well right now i'm definitely uh, just due to time and and passion honestly because i got on TikTok because i wanted to do that like i wanted to enjoy it like i really actually thought this was going to be cool and fun um it's not as much anymore for me right now. I'm really diving deep into Reels, mm-hmm. um, and really diving deep into like learning more about Web three and what's on the what's on the other side. What's that? What's the new TikTok going to be in two years? And how can I get on that early when everyone else says it's stupid and for little kids and blah blah blah? And you know, obviously, it was not the uh, TikTok was definitely not the
0: TikTok's aged up quickly.
1: Aged up. That's yeah. a very good way of putting it. And and, and it's. Less in the actual age of the user,
0: more in just how it's looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, but <sighs> well, you're going into Reels, yeah. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Why not put your TikToks on Reels? Are you a believer in that? Some people are duplicating. It Where do you stand on that?
1: It depends on the content. Because you're going back to your original question on how do the uh, do the audience kind of segment themselves? They do, and you'll have people to take a liking to certain pieces of content. And we do this with everybody. We do this with everyone our own favorite people even our own favorite you know we could have a favorite sport but we have a favorite team to follow within that sport like we have our niche things that we want to follow specifically so ultimately yeah but i would have different subgroupings where i would see certain people consistently across a year that would always be there for the long story times but they'd also be there for when i threw salami off of something and we tried to see who could throw. The piece of processed meat further, <laughs> they would also be there. So, like, yes, there'd be cross-pollination. I streamed on Twitch for a while. I'm terrible at video. Yeah, games, Bobby said he
0: wishes you would go back to Twitch. Bobby was Bobby on some, you of, your,
1: Man, some so, of your Twitch streams. It's, it's just, it's all it, and it goes the same thing in the TikTok because oh, that was yeah. a passion project. And as, as more things are going, as the team is growing, expanding, as there's more opportunities to meet and grow with amazing people like yourself and everyone that's here today, it takes away the time from.
0: Not You can't be streaming on Twitch all day, right? If yeah. it's yeah, it just so many things going on.
1: And, and another thing it came into was streaming and TikToks and all that was like, okay, I'm getting my work in. And now all this was getting pushed into shouldn't be work time. And it was affecting family. Mm-hmm. And I really had to make a choice of, okay, do I want to keep having these secondary layers that, you know, are helpful and they're fun. And I love connecting with those communities. But ultimately, you know, maybe it's not going to put Food on the table for my kid, you know, it's not maybe the best time spent when I could have quality time with my wife. You know, Twitch might be here for ten years. My wife will hopefully be here a lot longer than that. Oh, yeah. So, totally you, so the totally end. Yeah, and again, I'm not very good at video games. I I felt it was entertaining. I had that yeah. aspect, um, but it ultimately, you know, you're
0: right that like I would never watch a you know Twitch a stream sure. on. I wouldn't right, and so but I but I would watch your your content on yeah. Instagram or TikTok. And I do the same thing to your point with people that we all follow, like Gary Vee. Like when he's going into that heavy empathy stuff. Not that I'm not a believer in empathy, so don't you know, don't hate me in the yes. comments or something like that. But I kind of tune that stuff out. But when he does like the four Ds, you ever see? His yeah, YouTube's, when he's 40s, more tactical. When he's more tactical, he's got ten people in the room. Yeah. They're all business Digital owners. Deep dive or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're all asking him questions. They all paid to get into the room. It's basically a, his mastermind. Yeah. I really, those every time fire. I see one of those, I listen to the entire thing.
1: I love this monthly Vs. I love the monthly vlog- vlogs of looking at like a day in the life. Yep. Like what, how does your life operate? How do you balance things? You but know? you may
0: not watch all, some of the other content. So. That's another reason why having five or so buckets of different styles of content is helpful because you reach a wider audience and putting
1: it in different places. Yeah, like the Joe Rogan podcast. I will never listen to a four and a half hour podcast ever in my life. It's just not gonna
0: happen. Depends who the guest is. Sometimes I, I can find myself doing that. I listened to you Dave know, different Chappelle's. Segments. I
1: listened to to Dave Chappelle's section of his, and it was like two hours, and that was it. And I was on the way from home from an airport, so. Yeah. But there are people who take like tiny highlights from episodes, and it's like yeah. fifteen minutes. I'm like, oh, this is this is a guy I'm interested in hearing from. Joe, honestly, yeah, that's fine. He's cool. He just gets very interesting people and is very good at engaging with them.
0: And the problem now with Rogan is Spotify. He's all his content's on Spotify, so there's only two clips going on YouTube. So oh. like, it might be the like the best two clips, which forces you over to Spotify because he's got the exclusive agreement with, with Spotify. You, but anyways, you mentioned Web 3.0 as yes. maybe, which I'm going to be totally out of my league. I'll be honest here. Okay, But I, I we do all have are. A,
1: We all yeah. So let's be very clear. We're all talk from whatever you say, I say, Gary V says, yeah. Mr. Webb Oh, I, I don't say says. anything because
0: I don't know anything like it's, it's, about it. But yeah, I do know somebody in our industry, okay. Ryan Surhan, had a big prediction on blockchain. Sure. He said that, and this is an Inman quote. I don't know if Inman's taking him out of context. Inman quoted Ryan Surhan as saying, 50% okay. of all transactions in real estate will be done with crypto on the blockchain very soon. That's how Inman the, the quoted very, him, The very, the very soon, soon is where- The context was lost in Inman. So sure. take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Will Ryan Serhant's prediction that 50% of real estate transactions will be done in crypto and on the blockchain come true?
1: Yes. And it's just how you define very soon. And and this is where, before we talk, started this, like, I don't rock super heavy right now and I'm learning more and more about NFTs. But one thing I've done a ton of research on and one thing I've been extremely interested in learning is everything around blockchain mm-hmm. and what happens when this technology starts entering into different parts of our world right now. We are seeing blockchain in two main places. We're seeing it in currency, which is the main thing that has to be set in part in the foundational pieces that have to be there in order for any of this other stuff to get built, like these metaverses and everything else we're seeing. But ultimately, blockchain, which is what crypto is housed on, is a technology that is decentralized and informationless. So, for example, in eight to 10 years, it's going to be much more difficult and maybe even five to six years, much more difficult to get your email and your phone number because there will be several more companies and several of course, more options. I like believe the that. Pay, And this is just as simple as like Web 2, uh, 2.0 as PayPal. Yeah, It's basically everything PayPal. Yeah. Where we're now in an industry where it's username, password, or sign in with your stuff. This is going to be, what's your wallet ID? Cool money's going over. No company has to get involved. Like Visa, MasterCard, I would... I don't know how you're sleeping at night because you're basically taking credit card processing out of the equation, at least on the financing side, but on the housing side.
0: And there's a lot of people believe with what you just said about Visa MasterCard, so you're not saying anything crazy there.
1: But on the housing side, let's talk about
0: all the information, liability, money
1: that gets passed from party to party to party to party just in one transaction that usually has two homes involved in it.
0: Okay. In the next ten years, though, okay. is the majority of homes recorded ten on years. a deed? Okay, in a town hall, or wherever the heck they're recorded, or where? Okay. When you're in your state, Maryland, Delaware, Delaware, Delaware. Yeah. In Delaware, how are the the closings recorded?
1: In terms, so I can see how, what like type of financing. Yeah, but it's recorded
0: like... where? In the town hall? Where? Where's levy the court. deed? Level? Our, our levy
1: court uh, holds everything.
0: Levy court, yeah, so which a, is that state clerk, level, like a town level, Count, uh, county level? county level. County level. County level. County clerk is recording Correct. the closings in Delaware. Okay. So in Connecticut, the towns are recording it, right? So each town, not the county, but the towns. They're recording the deed, and it's you know in the town hall, mm-hmm. right? Counties in Delaware, little towns in Connecticut, mm-hmm. right? Counties in Florida, all the small states mm-hmm. across the country they're not recording on the blockchain within the next 10 years True. i will say far less than 50% would be my prediction
1: 50% of units absolutely yeah 50% of volume absolutely not cuz i think the first people that cuz you think move, it's going to be luxury i think the people the people who move into it quickest are the people with the large purchases happening yeah I think that's where because it but does the town make it or, or
0: where the city, so you're saying cities will adopt this.
1: I'm saying title companies will have to learn to adopt it and will have to start actually you like seeing this as a normal thing because the blockchain technology won't just be on the financial side of things. And I know that's what Ryan Serhant said. Ultimately, right now there's a company named uh, XRP, Ripple. Mm-hmm. Um, that is creating a crypto that basically allows for you to transfer this currency into this currency feeless. So basically it's cutting it or t- t- next to no fee where there's a one to 2% transfer fee of funds. Like if I want to go from the euro to the dollar, I don't know what the actual percent fee is. XRP and Ripple's aiming to take that away. So they're decentralizing this transaction. But
0: they're the ones with the big SEC investigation. Correct. Yeah. And, and it's okay. 100% as to whether or not it's a security.
1: And that's what it's going up against. And they're going to lose. It's being elongated. They're going to lose.
0: It's, yeah, because
1: banks are going to lose a lot of money they're going yeah. to the the money is going to be taken out of that common circulation and that's what and not to get political or government but that's ultimately what the government doesn't want to happen but as far as real estate i think in in volume absolutely more than 50% or the majority in 10 years because think about 10 years ago right now like if i said 10 years ago you know you were going to have a piece of glass in your pocket that if that you have a camera on and you can shoot that video of yourselves right there and it could get millions of views and you could get referrals from it.
0: Well, that's a that's a consumer product sure. where what we're- but this ta- will be too. Well, but what we're talking about is changing the way- The way everything's done. Everything is that's done. Fair. And so in 2030, I think things could get interesting because that's when, 2030 is when like Ivy Zellman, who's top housing economist in real estate. Mm-hmm. She's like 2030 is when we're gonna start to see more inventory. Come on across the country hmm. because finally 2030 is when you not finally. I'm not like rooting for anybody to die, but like that's when you're gonna see baby boomers really start to move out of their homes because maybe they're moving into care or you know. Got it. That's when it really starts. Everyone's like, "Oh, the boomers are all dying off." The boomers are all playing golf right now. <laughs> they're going out to eat. They're playing. Te- they're buying homes. The boomers Rentals. are not dying off right now, but in 2030 it kind of starts. And so that's when it starts getting interesting is when they're not holding all of the real estate. Yes. People think the transfer is happening right now. I don't think it's happening till I'm with Ivy Zellman, I don't think it's happening till 2030. Mm-hmm. That's when, when it might start getting interesting. But for the next 10 years, I don't see outside of some, and there's some, Miami's doing crypto transactions around real estate. Definitely see that happening. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see it happening at scale 50% very soon. And if he meant very soon, meaning the next 30 years, then sure, I, I think, It's inevitable that it should happen because it's a much more cleaner way. From what I understand on the blockchain, it's much more cleaner than how they do it now. To your point with a title company or an attorney state or or whatever. It's
1: cutting out all the middlemen and all the middlemen that mean you probably don't even know that are in the middle of a credit card transaction or real estate transaction.
0: Well, a title company is like the biggest it's not scam but it's like such an easy money maker mm-hmm. attorney sets it up and it's just like clockwork right you, you know between them and the lender they're just like pocketing cash a lot of times lenders are in on these title companies
1: yeah and and who who am I to say it could be 2040 and we could still be operating on the dollar i just think there's a lot of a lot of movement and momentum in the direction of what him what he's saying ryan's saying is plausible and I would back it, I would say at volume, that was extremely, extremely likely in 10 years. Because in 10 years, like it was just crazy that we had a flashlight on our phone. Like I just, the, the rate at which technology is moving, like we talk about just changing the way that everyone does things. Think about just the last two years. I mean, the way we do things on such a large scale had to shift, had to change. It was painful. It was rough. But ultimately, things like working virtually in Zoom meetings became just a part of what we did. And now it's just a part of our culture. It's just a part of it. And so I think it won't take as long as people think to adjust, understand, and welcome in that world when they understand the benefits of it.
0: I could see the Zoom stuff happening quicker, meaning the the next evolution of zoom is being able to like feel like you're sitting in the room with the person i guess that would be meta type of stuff yeah now like, we're getting
1: in the mixed reality and ar yeah and i am vr is cool like the oculus is fun ar is gonna wreck the world ar is gonna be nuts and i don't think people talk about it and everyone's talking about oh the metaverse like that's cute i'm not big on virtual real estate at all i think it's way too early, in my opinion. It's very, and I, and I speak again, I'm
0: super uneducated, but it just seems way too early.
1: It's very, um, how could I say, you know, like dot com
0: bubble. And well, like we've already seen it this year, you know, in the first month or two of mm-hmm. 2021, where you know, when you buy something in the mm-hmm. metaverse, you're buying it on Ethereum, most likely. Am I right? The base of Ether, yeah, right. Usually, and we've seen Ether go from over 4,000 to 2,000 yeah. and just bounce all over the place. So Volatility's if, you, crazy. if you buy anything with ether, you buy an NFT with sure. ether and you collect, cause that's how NFTs are sold. You collect one ether mm-hmm. at 4,000. Then the next day it goes to 2,000, Yeah, right? And you were planning on that NFT being worth 20 mil. Like the Nelk boys just sold this uh, meta card. I think it was called, they called okay. uh, Nelk Full send meta card is what they called it. Okay. It was like a week after like hanging out with Gary Vee, all of a sudden now yeah. they're in the NFT game. Sure. Right? And so they sold it at, th- it was over 3000 ETH. The <sighs> next, like two days after they sold it, it was down to 2000 ETH, right? So they've yeah. got to wait for it to come back. So they're talking about opening up lounges They're talking about like spending tons of money. They made 23 million bucks on it. Mm. But now the 23 million bucks is worth, uh, I don't know, uh, 66% of that. because it went from 3000 something to 2000 and you know, you've got less money. So you're either waiting to build these lounges if you're going to spend the whole 23 million Mm -hmm. and all the other stuff they were going to do, or you're putting in more cash. It's, you know, anything with buying ETH or paying for with ether is super risky because you could lose half the value in a day.
1: Sure. What I would say with that risk though, is the volatility works both ways. Yeah. We've seen that too. And, and, and speaking directly to the crash that we're like, we're right now, end of January, it just dropped down again. It's at like 2,300 when in doubt with crypto, whenever there is a doubt with crypto, zoom out the graph because this
0: time last year it was worth 1,300. Oh, by the time any, anything could happen, mm-hmm. by the time this podcast comes out. Sure. Because it never stops, oh, wait, 24, wait, wait hour days, 24 hours of trading.
1: I'm, I'm telling you right now, and you, you could put it on the camera by like April, it'll be back above 4,000, easily, easily. And when XRP, I mean, here's the other thing about crypto that's so amazing, man, and, and you of all people and, and people in this industry should love this, is I'm not having to bet or gamble on a CEO on a, on a committee on some staff meeting like i don't have to worry about that shit i'm instead trading on the psychology of buyers and sellers and because of its volatility there is enough room to where you can actually make moves off of it like for example xrp ripple the moment that that
0: case gets dropped whew, it'll it'll skyrocket well i own i do own some bitcoin mm. some is Ether and Ethereum the same thing? Yes. For, so I can be clear? Correct. Okay. yeah. I own some of that and uh, I own one other one, Cardano. Okay, right? so those are three Great. I own. I only buy on a weekly buy, so it's cost averaging for me. Sure. ETH and BTC. Cool. So those cost average every Sunday night, I buy a little bit of both of those. But I'm still not, even when it drops, I'm not ready to like push a whole bunch into it. I have nervousness yeah. around crypto you're saying I shouldn't, because you're saying if it's, if it's going to double in the next two months, I should just push, boom, that's a quick double up. I can't convince myself of that in the stock market right now. Yeah,
1: no. I, and the way I look at it right now is we're we're labeling this, you know, web one, web two, web three. Well, there's some obvious things that were within all three of those phases that all of us wish... Oh, man, I wish I was on that earlier. I wish I was on that sooner. I think for Web 2.0, I think that was social media. I think social media and content creators were the meta of Web 2.0 and what was made available by it. The big thing about Web 3.0 is that it makes crypto available to everybody. It makes it understandable to everybody, and it makes it simple for everybody. Once it is organized, once it is, you know, a real like a part of our economy, a part of our lifestyle, a part of just how we do things, and it will become that. Web 3.0 gives it the legs to have the power that it can have to really allow us to take back control of the internet, to allow us to really take back control of what was our space in the Web 1.0. 2.0 is when businesses started getting in and really started taking hold and started you know, really getting involved in every single transaction. They're in the middle of every tiny little thing. Facebook knows every little tiny thing about us. Google the same exact way. Web 3.0 is going to start to try to unravel those things, bring us a little bit more power. And ultimately, it's giving the legs for crypto to be able to run. Because right now, it just doesn't have that track to run on.
0: So what's that look like for real estate agents, where if you can't, you know, access everybody's email, which I agree. Apple's already proven that that's gonna happen. Like what's the move for real estate agents in marketing in that web 3.0 world? Your guess is as good as
1: mine. Yeah, I mean, we're talking eight, 10 years. My advice is don't think about it. You know, my advice is phone calls and door knocking
0: and drip <laughs> campaigns just going and, 19 and 85 stuff
1: all that shit still works yes it so does, that yeah. tells me if it's been working since the 80s that tells me video is probably going to be working for quite a long time yeah you know and guess what video it's going to work directly and easily with things like ar when that does come along it's going to feed off those same video files if you have no clue what i'm talking about doesn't matter but that's the whole thing that's what i would advise don't think about it don't
0: study it if you're an agent What's your smartest investment right now? Buying what you know, real estate, investing in crypto, buying an NFT and hoping it goes up. What's your smartest investment as an agent? As an agent,
1: you need to be self-aware of your current financial status and you need to research one of those things and know everything about one of those things. Like everyone's trying to do everything. Everyone wants to have crypto. Oh, now I want an NFT. Well, now I also want to have rental properties. They have 18 doors. This guy just brought a laundromat. He launder's money. Like whatever. Like everyone wants to be like everyone else. Like, just pick something and learn the shit out of it. Like, like Giselle, she's taking the time to really go heavy on the NFT side of things. I've recently been in connection with her. Like, okay, like teach me more about this. And I've had people come to me because I've been investing in crypto for the last two years. Like, hey, you know, talk to me about crypto. The The thing about is just do what you know best. And right now as a realtor, what you know best, what you could invest your money into is probably going to be real estate. I fully, fully, fully suggest that you do research and learn about cryptocurrencies and learn about where the world's going. Because then I believe you'll have confidence in putting money into things like that. Because there's a lot of people getting a lot of money really fast right now, um, which can be dangerous because somebody's losing
0: the bag every time someone gains one. So... I'd argue that if you're in the top 10% Mm -hmm. of real estate, which if you're doing this full time and you're not in the top 10%, you should be thinking about either getting there very quickly or or getting out. Because the top 10% does 51% of the business. So it's not that interesting if you're not in the top 10% of whatever market you're in. But if you're a top 10% agent, I'd argue that you should be investing in your business first Oh, oh, right? yeah.
1: oh, you gave me three yeah. options. No, no, just no I'm just NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Oh, I didn't give you that as an option, yeah.
0: <laughs> but- you know, and Much better choice. I think you'd agree, right? <laughs> invest in your business, get that to scale yeah. where you can then start investing in other things. Mm-hmm. Obviously real estate's an, an easy thing to start investing in if you really know your stuff, right? Yeah. That's a deal. I'm going to scoop that up. That's going to be a rental property. And then from there, start investing in whether it's other businesses. I love businesses because mm-hmm. they're so mu- like there's so much cash flow in a business. There's no cash flow in me buying Ethereum at all. It's such a speculative like long-term mm-hmm. investment for me that I do feel like I I'm, I'm going to have FOMO if I don't get in and everybody's making tons of money, so I have to put some money in there. I just can't go all in on that as knowing what I know the the education that that's, I have and and yeah.
1: that's a, the exact thing I would just say put put the nose to the ground and just learn about it and the more you learn about it the more you might hate it you know but at the, then then at the very least you don't have FOMO yeah you know you can just say I was wrong that's right
0: you know it, well and, and I do think to your point it, it's really smart for an agent to pay attention right because attention. while I think we're ten years away from any of that really happening at scale on real estate transactions, pay attention as we get closer, you'll know a little bit more. As we're sitting here though in 22, and we're just trying to grind out deals, Yeah. what are the things agents should be doing besides door knocking and that kind of stuff on their marketing game? Like what should an agent be doing right now, 22 marketing plan? Right now, number one
1: on the marketing side of things is you need to decide who you're going to talk to. I think realtors want to talk to everybody. They want to talk to the big buyer, the big seller, the big, uh, the little seller, the little buyer, the investor, the rental property owner. Like they want to talk to everybody, figure out who you're talking to, figure out your exact avatar, the exact type of person you want to work with your ideal client, however you want to word it, figure out who you're talking to and then develop a video strategy about being where that person lives like for example if you're chasing after a 57 year old investor who has multiple properties I would be running ads and getting leads from biggerpockets.com and running specific YouTube ads to that age demographic I would then if I'm going after first-time home buyers have a really strong push on the organic side of Facebook and Instagram you know, if I'm going more after referral business or I'm in the lending side and I can serve a lot of different states or I'm interested in like myself or Glenda growing in a place where I can have more of a national look in the real estate world, go on to the TikToks and even on the short form of YouTube and the long form of YouTube podcasts. So it kind of depends on where you are. But if you're that run of the mill, you're the individual, you're trying to get to the point where you're leading the team, but you're at that 10 to 15 deal mark and you want to get to 25, 35, 45, start documenting your career get it on camera. Like everything needs to be content. And I, it's the same message all so, the time, so it's but the it same, it It's
0: a Tom Ferry message, video, it's video, a, it's video. It's the same we're, message. We're in Vegas, About we're gonna see Tom tomorrow or the next day whenever yeah. uh, we see him. So it's doing more video and just telling your story. Just, and, and quality
1: video. And when I say quality, I'm not talking about you're breaking out the Nikon camera and these fancy little mics, but you're thinking about it. There's a point behind it. You're not just, right. We don't have a Nikon. camera. We have a, a Sony here. Sony gang. Sony. Uh, I'm Sony. Sony gang too. All right. But uh, Nikon's a typical starter camera. So that's oh, okay. There. Right. Do I miss? Regardless, um, Sony gang. Um, the the thing about it needs to be thought out. Who are you talking to? Why are you talking to them? Is this for you or is this for them? You know, is this vanity facing content or is this equity building content? Like which one?
0: And decide how you 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 strike me as you're taking. Your phone out, and when it comes to you and you're shooting content, you're probably are, are you planning your your content out, or you just it's a mixture.
1: It depends yeah. on if it's with a if it's with our video team, it's planned out to okay. the nine. But if it's just myself, like normally, Glenda,
0: she's batching thirty videos, yeah, and that's once style. a month. And yep. so you, you gotta know what's gonna work best for you, where you can get get the most out of it. So thousand percent. awesome, brother. My I really guy. really enjoyed this. I, I actually learned a little bit more about the next world coming, even though I don't believe it's. You know, for another 10 years. And it could
1: all blow up next week and there
0: could be some new web 0.31. Like, it's just like... If you were going to buy, last question, we're okay. going to wrap this thing up. And we went deep into the web 3.0. So okay. if you were going to buy one real estate NFT, who would it be from? Real est- What does that even mean? Like, if you want to buy an NFT from one of these real estate peeps out here, whether it's TF I... or the broke agent or... Dan O'Neill who are, they're both over there uh I wanted to buy you know or would it be in menu like who would you actually purchase an NFT for for from and for what use in real estate <sighs> Barbara Corcoran, Brian surhant you know he's you know he's going to roll so, out an nFT any day
1: so I would in five years uh I'm very close to Philly so in five Tom years Dool. there you go <laughs> so in five years i will have a 76ers nft and that 76ers nft will get me access to a box on which i can have my clients there i can send passes. Well, that's file. not a
0: real estate NFT. That, but it's
1: utilizing for what's real estate see that's somebody what, in real estate what what could an NFT be used for in real estate
0: well that's what i'm asking you what would you, don't who think would you buy from and for what i don't use? rock
1: with nfts nfts are that's i don't rock with On the real estate side of things how that could be utilized because i don't know how it could be utilized right now that's not really uh, again what i am super excited about it's the blockchain aspect it's the it's the information protection it's the third parties now unneeded nfts and the way that and this is based off of ether that because you can basically write smart contracts into an nft and that's basically what it is it's a non-fungible token Mm -hmm. which means it's not fakeable you have the one, we know you have the one. It's impossible to fake you not having the one. So it's also unhackable.
0: Would you, I heard this, somebody said, take Michael Jordan's house, put it into an NFT. Why? Think of it like say you had 52 NFT holders, they each get a week or something, right? You basically get some kind of Michael Jordan NFT. You get access to this house. Maybe you can all. So it's a timeshare. It's like a timeshare. Yeah. No. I listen. I get it. When people say yeah. something like this, I'm just so NFTs. So Gary it sounds so, so I, stupid. I want everyone to
1: look up V friends if you don't have any clue how an NFT can be utilized outside of art.
0: Well, V friends would be the same thing. Say a Tom Ferry could do exactly. Meaning, meaning but
1: but when you ask the question, I don't know how a Tom Ferry would do well, it.
0: Well, like like Gary's doing. Here's my doodle, which he says is going to be worth a lot down the road. Whether it is or it isn't. You know, it's, it's debatable. worth a ton more. No, it's yeah. worth a lot. Yeah. But he's saying the actual character is going to have its own IP. And it's, it's going sure. to be like on backpacks. And maybe it mm-hmm. will, maybe it won't. But he's giving people access to him, yes. to an event, to it's, all these different it's things. It's
1: giving them, it's giving the user value. And that's yeah. what people need to understand what the NFT world and blockchain is all going to be doing. It's going to be bringing more value. It's going to be bringing more
0: opportunity. And how it ends up looking. Well, like, you know, like I guess this event that Tom's doing today, he could ultimately say only NFT holders could come to this event, right? It's almost the same thing. There's people spending money to come to this event. So I'll,
1: I'll give an example. Everyone, so a version of like an NFT strategy is having different tiered products. Maybe the product's the exact same, but there's different cool value points wrapped up in the different packages. So let's take a game like Madden. Or, or I'm sorry, a game like NBA 2K, which is a basketball game. You basically walk throughout this little virtual world with your character. He's got his stuff on, you play game uh, basketball pickup with these other guys. It's a very big, almost cult-like following within the game. 2K could come up with their three different versions of the game, which they already do. They like, hey, here's normal, here's deluxe, here's master. What I would do is I would say there's another one and it's five thousand dollars now if you buy this one you'll never have to buy 2k again in your life you'll get a free copy every single time and you're going to get this crazy looking basketball that you can dribble around while you're walking throughout this court and it's purple and it glows and you're the only person that will have it outside of nine other people and you and those nine other people get a chance to go the all-star game
0: every single year and it's going to go up in value
1: yeah (laughs) and that like that that is how you can add value to it and with nfts being attached to them almost like a virus, you know, it's them. It's NF- It's non fungible. The, the little
0: bit of level of knowledge I have on it now. If Gary V rolled out V friends today, but probably the reason I have more knowledge is because you know of his yeah. project. V friends came out today. Of course, everybody's a buyer on day one. Did you buy? Like Jason Cassidy bought. Did you buy? I, I did not. Yeah, no, I was. I actually, didn't buy either. Yeah, didn't. So it's like I did I purposely a plan
1: not to, but just because I knew the price. I mean, cause anything most that the goes the ones
0: up twenty x would... is, is a no brainer. That you also get utility from. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thousand percent. But brother, my guy, it's going to be a good couple days. Absolutely. Glad we did this. Follow Zach everywhere if you're not one of the 1.6 million already following him on TikTok.
1: (laughs) Appreciate you, my man. Awesome, brother. See you, man.